Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you looking for a podcast where the hosts keep it real? Then add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist. This is the official podcast of your host, Casual Ninja. Join Ninja and his co-host as they discuss all kinds of topics. They discuss dating, current events, life in New York City, and a whole lot more. But be warned, Let's Get Cancel is extremely entertaining. The Let's Get Cancel podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, Google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocket cast add the let's get canceled podcast to your playlist right now let's get canceled podcast all right guys this is another episode let's get canceled podcast with casual ninja born trucker born truck in the house we got a great episode today we're talking about negative stereotypes so let's get into it All right, so let me jump off with this definition of a stereotype. Stereotype is a noun, a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. You know, all that tells me is that damn near everything in this world got a negative stereotype then. Well, see, I don't know if a stereotype is is necessarily negative, but it's an easy, like it says, it's a oversimplified. So yeah. it's kind of like any good lie has a little bit of truth in it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some truth in it, but it's going to be blown up or shrunken down to something that's not as significant. So here goes a stereotype about us indigenous people. We like fried chicken. Yeah, we like fried chicken and watermelon, which is nothing wrong with it, but pointing it out makes it... Right, but see, the crazy part about that is who don't like fried chicken? Exactly. Who don't like watermelon? So, but why is it pointing it out, making it like a negative stereotype? It's the connotation in which it's put. Okay, so it's in the context. Yep. So it's kind of like if you've seen some of the older cartoons that had negative stereotypes or bad stereotypes of us in it. Mm. It wasn't just that we ate a piece of watermelon. We ate that piece of watermelon like we ain't had no manners. I can see that. You know, like that's all we wanted was some fried chicken and watermelon, which to me is still not wrong because that food is delicious. And good for you. Oh, well, not the fried food, but watermelon. Yeah, it's still delicious. It is, uh, it I don't is. care. It's for real. I mean, how many fried chicken spots we got out here? Popeye's. KFC. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Well, we got nothing healthy in the black community neighborhoods, but you know. Churches. But I'm saying right now, who don't got a fried chicken sandwich? No, then every restaurant. There was a little battle for those for a hot minute. Yeah, for real. You know, but even even being a man has a has stereotypes. Like what? 
Well, down to your race, down to your color, down to your height, down to your physical physique. All right, so give me a stereotype about Asian men. Well, Asian men. A negative stereotype. Okay, so negative stereotype for Asian men is basically they have small dicks and Asian people drive crazy. Well, I can't confirm the first one because I wouldn't know. But as far as them on the highway, in my experience, I can't say they're the best drivers. No, they're terrible drivers. I can't say they're the worst drivers either. But as far as being the best, as far as a say a race is concerned, mm-hmm. there's some improvement that could be made. Well, the whole the whole small thing, small dingling shit, that's from like a porn standpoint, because I've heard even I've heard even women say that shit. You know, so like tons of women say that shit. I look like, for example, like us as black people. You know, I mean, we got a we got a positive stereotype, which is like, oh, we know we, we all got big dicks and shit. But see, my thing is, if if the stereotype about Asian men having little dicks is so true, how are there one billion of them in China? Well, I, I think it's not even based on the sexuality. I think it's just based on a culture standpoint when it comes to the, the children. Like you got you got Indians and you got Chinese when it comes to they want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Us right. us as black people or indigenous people, as you put it, we're either athletes, entertainers. You don't really see too much of us in you know, doctors, teachers, lawyers like that. You know, we got we we're in that field, but it's a few of us, but most of us are just rappers and shit. And the way society puts us, we're thugs, and drug dealers, and criminals, and we're you know, we're born with nines and shit. All right, but see, I'm just looking at the numbers right now in my head, real quick. There's one billion people in China, right? Mm-hmm. There's over way well over two billion people in Africa. Yep. I'm talking about the whole continent, not in the individual state. So as far as the stereotype for, and I'm going to have to say negative stereotype for people of color, men in particular, is that we got big things, right? Asians have little things. Mm-hmm. There's one billion of them. How come nobody's talking about penis size in India? They got a billion over there, too. Yeah, they, they, I've never heard nothing about India when it comes to that. I heard they don't cook their food. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the stereotype I heard. All, all they do, uh, tech support. Hello, how can I help you? <laughs> you know, shit like that, you know. Well, I, I don't know about their food because their food is delicious. And spicy. Eh, not all of it. Not all good, of it. Good, por- good portion of it is spicy and everything. But hell, you know, like I said, being a black man has negative stereotypes. Down to even professions have a negative stereotype. Like, for example, you know, my job doing security and shit. Motherfuckers think because we're doing security, we ain't shit. And, and the funny thing is, the money that we make at my job, sometimes we, we make more than the agents. They sort of how much time we do over there. So then it would be fair to say that. Any job that you're not a lawyer, a doctor, any of those like professional fields, a judge, mm-hmm. any other job is pretty much going to have some type of negative stereotype about it. 
Uh, I would say not, 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 not construction, drilling, any of those dangerous jobs, you know, they got pretty much a positive thing going on, but just like a trade like security, even even at my level, it's still frowned on upon. Like we look, because even today we looked at me shit. Well, you gotta figure, you gotta you know realize that security it stretches. You know, you could be that guy that's sitting down asking for IDs to that person that's providing personal security or government security. You know because. When the troops are over in Afghanistan, they had private companies doing security work. And we talking about guys strapped up to the to the gears. Yeah, no. Full body armor, helmets, fully automatic weapons. They security too. Yeah, but but remember the definition, oversimplified. True. So if you're doing security, you ain't shit. That's basically what people look at. Yeah. Doesn't matter what type of security. They just say, well, since you're doing security, you ain't shit. But it's the same thing for a trucker. I mean, trucker. people think truckers ain't making no money. They stupid. <laughs> no, nah, they think truckers are stupid. Really? Yeah, that's the neg negative stereotype of truckers. We stupid. But see, here goes the funny part about that. Or where they probably deriving from. At the age of 21, you can't get your CDL to your 21. Okay. All right. All you got to do is pass three exams for your class A. Those exams ain't exactly the easiest thing in the world to pass. You can study. Wow. I've known guys that were in school that couldn't get past the permit part and had to drop out. Small percentage, but it still happened. So then once you got your CDL and you get your permit, now you got to learn how to drive the truck. Once you learn how to drive the truck, then you got to pass the physical, the, the road test which consists of driving, uh, backing. You got to do three. Well, in the state of Georgia, you got to do three backing. Actually, there's four backing maneuvers, <clears throat> four driving maneuvers you have to do. <clears throat> First one is straight lining. The next one is offsetting, which is basically you move your truck up in, in one position and you got to move it to the other side. Then there's parallel parking and something, a maneuver they call alley dock, which is a backup maneuver, right? So is um, parallel parking. But the crazy part about that is not every state has the same requirements. So when I was teaching guys how to drive, I would literally have to teach them how to alley dock depending on what state they got their license in. Because the state might not have required them to do an alley dock. Well, Which see, makes I, no sense. I had a bad, I had a bad teacher doing my CDL days because I passed three exams, which gave me the, the class B permit, and then you know the you know the general knowledge, the air brakes, and the passenger. You know that's okay. That's, yeah, those are the things I passed to get a class B. And when I tried to go to the school, I wanted to drive like a small. I wanted to start small. This this motherfucker. Gave me the biggest school bus they had. I'm like, bro, like I'm new to this. I want to take it easy. And he had me drive during the Bronx during rush hour. I was that's what it is though. I know I was I was petrified, bro, because like I'm used to a car. The way driving a school bus is completely different. Completely yeah. different. So the I was way like, you drive bro, a truck is different. Yeah, but I wanted something small, you know, but 
he just do me out there. I'm like, I don't, I don't learn like that. You got to be like gradual when it comes, comes to me. When it comes to that driving, you got, you get thrown in what you driving. No, if but you pass with the big one and the small one ain't gonna be a problem. Yeah. Well, but every you, every employee you go to, as far as driving a bus goes, they may not have the small buses. I was thinking, I didn't even want a bus. I wanted a small truck. Well, if you could drive that big ass bus, you could drive the truck. Yeah, but man, I felt so uncomfortable that day. Like to the point to the point where he, he was trying to schedule me to <clears throat> go back to the basics of driving when it comes to driving a car. I said, my dude, I know how to drive a car. I said, you gave me a big ass bus that's mad long. I you know I don't know when to, you know, I don't know when to actually go this way first to actually make a like, you know. Cause it's a long bus, but I was like, yo, like people beeping at me and shit. Yo, I was I was so tight and angry and stressed out at the same time. Like, bro, like I didn't want this shit. You just you just I did not, yo, he was trying, he was trying to take me for a ride, bro. He wanted me to pay for all these fucking classes. Like I didn't know how to drive from jump. I'm like, yo, you put me in a big ass bus. <laughs> so you know, depending on what you want to drive, there's no shortcut. Ain't like yeah. I could drive a small truck and then move into a semi with 18 wheels. Just don't work like that. No, but even the controls was different when it came to the bus. You got to pull yeah. this shit. I'm like, I'm like, I ain't used to this shit. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, the thing of stereotype of truck drivers is we stupid. Yeah. Which is so far from the truth. I mean, I ain't going to front like there aren't highly intelligent truck drivers, but at the age of 21, you can get your CDL and be pulling 50 grand down your first year. Yeah. Easy. But because it's so easy, because people think it's so easy to do, we gotta be stupid. But if we was it was such an easy job to do, how come everybody don't do it? Well, I mean, me personally, I can't see me driving full time as a job, even regardless of my phobia, whatever. It's just like it, that's just another one to do. They just sit down for eight hours. Just nah, I need I need to move around and shit. All right. Well, another st- negative stereotype I want to get at is that women are the better, better parents as opposed to men. Well, that's not a negative stereotype. That's just a stereotype in general. Not at least not for women is not a negative stereotype. Well, see, I, I, the reason I'm going at it with from the woman's point of view is because if they're the better one the negative stereotype would have to be that men are not. Mm-hmm. Which in most cases ain't the case. Men make great parents. Because I've, you've heard of examples, I've heard of examples of single mothers that were horrible as people. Yeah. But still got to keep the kids over the father. Yeah, well... The, the justice system parades to the women. Yeah. And it puts the kid at a disadvantage. It does. Well, I mean, why do you think there's so many broken homes in, in the hood? Yeah. Well, you, first of all, it's in the hood, so. Yeah. And there's only going to be a couple of exceptions that come out of the hood. That's just what it is. No yeah, facts. But yeah, that's definitely a negative stereotype that the mother is a better parent than the father because that means you're taking the responsibility off the woman 
for choosing the partner, <laughs> in a sense. So it's like, now you're saying like, okay, you made a bad decision, so we'll take over now for you, and we'll be the father of the kid without actually being there too, but you're doing the same shit. That's why I think it's a negative stereotype. Yeah. Because it puts them in a position that, that to this day, it's kind of like you got a lot of females that would rather have the baby than have the marriage. I've heard a lot of females say that because they say, oh, there's more benefits just having a baby and shit. And I'm like, that's messed up to say, especially for the, that's more, that's more messed up to say because you're not thinking about your kid. You're looking at your kid like it's a product and not a person. So, so that's what I'm saying. A negative stereotype is a single mom. Because a lot of women nowadays, or well, let me not say a lot, too many are choosing single motherhood over marriage and motherhood. Because mm-hmm. what I think people forget is this this life that we live is really about survival. And unless you're making a certain amount of money, and even if you are making a certain amount of money, you still want somebody there to look to, to look out for your best interests. Yeah, facts. I mean, think about some of these celebrities that have passed on and part of the reason why they passed on is because they were in the house by themselves. Mm. You know, Isaac Hayes was, he had to be in the house by himself. They found him, if I'm correct, dead on his treadmill. For real? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they found Prince in his elevator. Okay, that I didn't know. So imagine if they had a, a spouse with them. They might have got the care they needed. They might still be here. Well, you know what it is? Even, I say even being famous is a negative stereotype. Because, you know, on TV, it looks like their life is amazing. They got all this yep. money. They got all these fans. They got Look all at homeboy that just passed away from the wire. Yeah. Imagine he was in the house with somebody. He might have lived. Yeah, true. But it's just like even even the celebrities who who got a lot of money, the the fame, the money, the groupies, they don't fill that void that's missing in their life. Nope. That's why a lot of them overdose on drugs or they commit suicide. And then the general public asks the question, why do they do that? They they got they got everything out I would want. Because the money don't make you happy. It really don't. It'll rent you some happiness for a hot minute. Yeah, it gets you what you want. You know, it gets you little vices, little pleasures out the way. But it don't get you what you need. Yeah. And I feel like most people today, especially in this generation, they most focus on, you know. Clout. Yeah. They both focus on the external instead of the internal. Like, real talk, how many many in your generation or younger got that stimulus check and hit the Gucci store? I'm pretty sure a good portion of it. Because the negative stereotype is, which is ironic, if I look good, I got to be good. Well, here's the thing about that, right? I mean, like, people even to this day ask me, you know, when you going to get a whip and all this other good shit. I'm like, bro, I don't need to look rich in a poor neighborhood. Now, you don't want to look rich in a poor neighborhood. Exactly. I want to buy no Beamer, no Jag, no BMW, and I still live in the projects and shit. Like, nah. It's like, I'm not, y'all thinking about spending money. I'm thinking about building wealth. So I don't need to look rich. So it's like, if I got to cut down my expenses and live like 
under my means, I'll do that just to get what I want later on. I, I don't want to look rich and shit. But people, I feel like people need to look deeper into that. They need to look deep in themselves and be like, okay, this is what I have, but this is not just, this is not just me. Like, you know, because like, you look at anybody that's in the limelight, entertainers, athletes, hell, even porn stars. And I feel bad for porn stars too, because it's like, take it from a woman's standpoint, yeah, it's fast money. It's easy money. It's a good and bad thing, because you got, you might make all this money at a young age. You don't know what to do with that. You don't got no financial literacy. I mean, the majority of them maybe do now, but a good portion of them don't. They're going to live the fast lifestyle, buy these bags and travel and shit, and they invest in anything. And then you guys... It's anything. the same way for sports athletes. Yeah. And you'd be wondering how these people make millions of dollars and why they so broke at the end of the, their life term. Because they, they make good uh, life decisions. Nope. Because the, there's a reason why most athletes, four years after they leave the league, are broke. True. Broke, broke. And we talking about guys that had that made hundreds of millions over the lifetime of their career, but now they broke. Mm-hmm. Because they made bad investments, they bad, they made bad financial decisions, choices. I mean, think about how many just in particular NBA players got umpteen kids. A lot of them, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, a lot of them. But so, what's another negative? Well, see, in general, I think stereotypes are negative. Period. Because again, it oversimplifies the the subject. Or the person. Well, take you know, porn. Well, take porn stars for example. People just see them as, as sluts, and that's it. But they don't like. They kind of lose the the credibility of just being a regular person. Now they just look at as sex objects their whole life. So you marry a porn star? You know. You know what? I don't know. And the reason why I say I don't know is because you got, here's the problem. We glorify the occupation and we also crucify the occupation. The occupation. We got regular chicks out here who probably got just as much of a body count as a porn star. So for, so for me to judge a woman just by her profession. Well, that's something recent. That's something recent. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. I would probably say no off the jump, but now that I think about it, just like you got women out here who doing the damn thing for free. Yeah, but that's again, that's something recent. If we go back to 1990, mm-hmm. you didn't look at a porn star the same way you looked at your average woman. That's true, but we we in a different time now, so I just got to cope with what I did in my lifetime. But the way you're looking at it, yeah, I could definitely see that. So now, mm-hmm. you know, now would a man be a simp to date a porn star? I mean, to be serious with one? I would say only yes if she's still in the game. Because as a man per se, if you my lady, unless me and you making the content, just the fact that you have to perform with other guys, don't fly with me because it kind of just ruined the, the dynamic of what a relationship is supposed to represent. But what about if both of them are in the same lifestyle? 
Now, if they both have the same lifestyle, that's also different too, because now you guys will have an alternative lifestyle. Y'all probably, you would think y'all be more of agreement or have more of an understanding, but at the same time, regardless of what the situation is or the profession, people are still people. You can't change nature. You know, regardless of the situation, like we're, we're built to be one way. And regardless, you know, regardless of they say if they're okay with it, this time third, there's there's always it only takes one day to have a change of heart. Well, I'm gonna answer my own question. I would not date a porn star. All right. No, see, dating and marrying one is two different things. But do you? But are you talking about dating to 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 marry or dating is just dating if no one in this? No, I wouldn't even date one. Now, why is that? The, the era I grew up in. It's just like, nah, it's just that when I don't think for me it would be a good look. Okay. Because, like you said, it's the times you grow up in. You know, nowadays, I guess porn stars are more accessible to the general public. When I was coming up, the ability to even get a porn movie was like damn near impossible. All right. Now you punch in sex on your Google search and porn sites will come up automatically. Well, even though it's taboo and it's still frowned upon, it is more acceptable today than it was back then. So I don't know if it's more acceptable or easier access. I think it's both. Because Women, um, porn stars are, are glorified and crucified at the same time. Well, I mean, you know, according to what the Vatican like looking at, I definitely could see that. Yeah, because according to Pornhub, the Vatican likes searching for teenagers. <laughs> you know, uh, a man, regardless of black or white, has always been attracted to young women, not children. <laughs> Just, you know, young women, basically, and what they are attracted to is their fertility, their purity. So, and this is why, this is the shit that people don't want to explain when it comes to men and women. Men and women have two different jobs. A man's job is to build wealth. A woman's job, including her body, is to preserve wealth. We cannot be the same. And then I remember when talking to your lady, she brought something out to my attention that actually makes sense that I didn't think about. She says women today, modern women today, the one, women that Kevin Samuel speak to, she told me she believes that women today try to be the men that they want. And they become the man they want. Yeah. And it's just like, and when you do that, you only accomplish one side of the spectrum. Because at the end of the day, if you becoming the man that you want to date, you don't make room for that man to actually be in your life. Right. You know, and, and, and that's how I look at it. You know, as I get older, I'm actually trying to be more reasonable and stuff because I used to be extremely hard on people in society. And now I'm taking it from a more of a humanitarian standpoint where it's just like, you know what? I may not like this person. I may even judge this person by the same time. If I was in their shoes, I might have a better understanding. 
So I can't just be judgmental like I'm like it can't happen to me. Live and let live. Yeah, live and let live and let live. So it's just like I'm a very reasonable person. And it just makes me sad that the communication amongst the sexes is just so commercialized. But well, here goes some stereotypes, I think, negative stereotypes, I think, need to go away. Okay. Men and women are not paid the same for doing the same job. I never knew if that was true or not. It just it's not my whole life. It's not. It's illegal now. It's been illegal for a couple of decades now. And, well, it's funny you mention that, too, because I've had these past conversations with, with prior employers and employees. I said, I told this girl, she was my supervisor. How are you oppressed? You're my boss. Right. So how are you oppressed? How are you, how are you still yelling victim when you tell me what to do? And you make more than me. What's our response? Oh, you know, oh, it's, it's, still not, it's still not the same. It's like you can't be a boss and a victim at the same time. You got to choose a struggle. Well, see, I think sometimes people pick what's easier for them to identify with as opposed to see, searching out the truth. So right. if, I can, if I can be the victim, I always have to be pitied. I always need somebody to come and uplift me. Mm. As opposed to let me be that champion and defend this belt. But you know, everybody know. roots for the underdog. Yeah. But see, most, most of the people that in that category, they're not underdogs. They just want that attention. Facts. Which is one of the issues that we have nowadays. People want the attention. Like, it's kind of like when we say there are too many females that want the marriage, but they don't want... I mean, they want the wedding, but they don't want the marriage. Yeah. They want the attention, but they don't want the long-term commitment. I mean, I even know, I've, I've spoken to some females that got married that really didn't love the man the way they, the way the man thought they would be in love. But wasn't you the one to tell me that in the Bible it says, you know, it doesn't say nothing about a woman loving a man? Nope. It doesn't. Now, I don't know any trips I've been, I've been through. I've always felt like maybe women were just incapable of loving a man. Well, what would you say is the greater of the two? Love or respect? Definitely respect. So what do you want from so what would you want from a woman? Respect. You want to love. Because love is fleeting. And, and respect is something that can constantly be built on. Not to say love can't be. But I'm saying I've heard. And seen too many instances where somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm in love with this person, but I'm breaking your back out right now. Yeah. You know. And it's just something to think about, too, because you got to ask yourself, where does the, the negative stereotype stems from? It stems from... Some portion of truth. And I'm going to say it. Some portion of truth. And I'm going to say also it stems from your childhood. Because most people had a... I'm going to say not all, but I'll say I had a challenging childhood that still 
stems that still affects their life decisions all the way up to adulthood. That's the parents' fault. Yeah. Now, me, I was totally against any of my kids watching anything Disney-related. Because I know those Disney movies put you in a sense of fairy tale. It doesn't give you a real glimpse or uh, ideation of what real life is about. Mm -hmm. It's a fairy tale. It gives you the best of what could possibly happen. Yeah. You know, so when you watch that type of stuff, and mind you, I've, I've, I got kids. You never watch one movie they like one time. You know how many times I had to watch The Lion King? Yeah. I, I, there was a point where I, I knew that movie word for word. So imagine you watching something over and over and over and over again. It starts to become part of what your reality is. So I never wanted them to have that reality because life is hard. Yeah, true. I don't want them to think it's going to be easy and at the end of the day, everybody lives happily ever after. Because the movies never showed you what kind of work you need to put in for that happily ever after. No, they'll show you the aspect when it comes to chasing the person you're attracted to and getting and selling them this fantasy. They never show you what it takes to maintain the relationship. They just think, oh, you get the girl, that's it. You get the guy, that's it. Yep. But I, I was never big on Disney movies. I've seen them. I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I've seen The Little Mermaid. I've seen The Lion King. But it was never like my favorite movies like to watch over and over again. But it did put a mindset in me to be a protector and a provider. That's yeah. what. Well, in a sense, like 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 take Lion King for example. Lion King is all about family. And, and standing up to your responsibilities, regardless of what type of adversity you might face in life. You know, so you take Cinderella and Little Mermaid is more for the females where, like, you know, find Prince Charming, he's going to take care of you and and just see, like, he's going to love you for all your flaws, no matter what. You know, I like being there for people I care about. I like being a protector. It makes me, it makes my purpose feel, seems fulfilled. Well, see, you got to realize my kids are a little bit younger than you are. Mm. Well, at least my oldest. So the movies they were coming up with were Cinderella, Snow White, um, a lot of Mickey Mouse stuff. So a lot of that had to Prince Charming, Sleeping Beauty narrative in it. You know, some man comes to search you out. He finds you and then your life is perfect afterwards. Mm. I mean, that's not really the case. So it's kind of like a negative stereotype is that money's going to bring you happiness or love is going to bring you happiness. Well, there's also a negative stereotype will come to mind too. Like, They'll say money is evil. They'll say rich people are evil. And that's just a poor mindset. Because how is it evil when you're poor and you want that? It's just, it's just a simple contradiction. So well, it's just the difference with what somebody that has money is going to do with their money and somebody that doesn't have money would do it with a lot of money. 
Yeah, and the only thing that makes rich people different from rich and poor is their decisions. You know, pretty much. That's literally the only difference. Like, oh, what you do with your time? What you do with your time and money will decide what you do with if you become a rich man, a wealthy man, or a poor man. So, see, when it comes down to like being wealthy or rich. Everybody sees the results of your work, but nobody knows what you had to go through to get there. Mm-hmm. They just see all of a sudden you're rich, so you must have did everything right. That's not the case. Yeah. On the way to building wealth, you're gonna make a whole lot of mistakes. See, well, see, the funny thing is, even growing up in the hood, I was also taught that you know white people were evil. You know, they bad people, especially my grandma's from the South, so she's been to slavery. My mom, she's against me dating anybody who's not black. She don't want me, she want me to have no Hispanic girlfriend. She want me to have no white girlfriend like that. But even though I was taught these things, me personally, I personally don't see color. I just care about I just care about the person, regardless of what race they are or ethnicity or a background. If there's somebody that I want to grow old with, that's what I care about. Regardless, like, fuck the race. People cared way too much about race. Way too much about race and stuff like that. Like, how about just seeing a person? Because as they said, see me as a black man. How about just see me as a man? And I'm a man at the end of the day, and I, I earn and I deserve respect. I ain't afraid of hard work. I ain't afraid of busting my ass. I know anything worth having is worth fighting for. And I know that, that that's the ideation, mm-hmm. but that ain't what it is in this country. Well, no, because, well, knowing that's in this country's corruption. Well, see, here's, here's, here's what I've seen, because I remember Cops used to be one of my favorite shows, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I look at the reality that there are Black men and women out here that have been unarmed, and they've been murdered by the police, Right? Yeah, I've literally one night watched the episode of Cops that had me stuck on stupid. No, I gotta hear this now. What was that about? All right, they're following this individual in the car. It's a high speed chase, mm-hmm. right? Person's not backing down. Into, I don't know how far the chase went, but I know the driver pulled into what appeared to be the driveway of their home. She now jumps out. Caucasian woman. Okay. Pulls something out of her bag and assumes a shooter stands in front of the cop. What do you think happens to her? Nothing. Nope. Nothing at all. Now, had that been a black man, what you think would have happened? We would be planning his funeral. Which is sad, too, because it's just like, I don't know why cops think white people ain't just as bad as we are. No, no. If you look at the numbers, they're worse. I know, but it's like they deliberately put like a blind eye to that. And they're white themselves, so they know. Well, it's the denial factor. If I make somebody worse off, worse than I am, I don't have to look at the reality of what I have to deal with in my lifetime. But here's a funny part, because when it came to poverty... I was always confused because when they talk about poverty in other countries, people can't eat, you know, children are being fed, houses, do you know, 
crept in and wrote it, you know, there's flies everywhere. That's what I think about property. But it's like, well, when it comes to the states, they're like, how you poor, but you got a nine? How you poor, but you can afford a 40? You know, how you know, how you poor, but you can afford all these vices. It's just like, is it really property then? <laughs> it's the mindset. But here goes, how about this one is a stereotype, a negative stereotype? Mm-hmm. Any and everybody that lives in the projects is involved in some type of criminal element or they're just not a good person in general or they're broke. Yeah. That's not true. I grew up in the projects. Both my parents worked. I went to Catholic school. Now, mind you, it was a eye-opener because my parents were real strict. Yeah. So I wasn't really allowed to go visit people at their homes in the projects. So even when I had my babysitter, her home resembled my home. It wasn't until I got a little bit older and I was able to creep around more that I saw that other side of people living in the projects. No furniture, roaches all over the place, you know, just didn't look like they really gave two shits about anything. Mm -hmm. But the negative stereotype for sure is that if you live in the projects, you got to be some type of thug or be involved in criminal stuff. When I got to high school, B, real talk, I had a dude come out his neck and ask me, yo, how can you afford to go to school here? And I was like, what? Really? So I literally told him, you don't know, B, my parents is big drug dealers. Word. He actually wanted to believe that. Yeah, I'm not sure why that's enticing for our people. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I rocked with it for all four years. Y'all think I'm a thug so big, that's going to keep y'all from bothering me. Good. Yeah, but that's what people think about me. That's what people, and I've had talks with this with my closest friends. People think I'm a thug. People think I'm some crazy motherfucker. I'm like, I'm not what I think I am. Like, my closest friends know that. But yeah, I just want to have this idea of me. But I'm just some crazy black dude who just do a whole bunch of next shit. But think about it. Mm-hmm. We both grew up in the projects, right? You was in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. I'm in the boogie down. Right, but we both got college degrees. We both make substantial money yearly. Yeah. But based on the, the narrative that if you're from the projects, you're gonna be poor and broke for the rest of your life. Something about that ain't right. Well, I'll give you an example. Right, I went to a training class yesterday for my job because I had to go there. First time people see me in my street clothes. Cause I don't, I don't come to work in my street. I come to work, you know, half, you know, half my uniform, half hoodie, whatever. Everybody tell me like, yo, they were saying you look like a drug dealer. And I've been, I've been told that my entire life. I don't purposely do that. You know, I just have the bill and I have the face for it. You know, I don't purposely go to these stores and hey, yo, let me, what, what, what's the, what's the, what's the season for the drug dealer like sell and shit. <laughs> I mean, so I don't do that. But I just have that look because I have a hoodie on, I got a fitted on. It's just like, and, it, and I'm telling you, it's not even just the clothes. I could wear a hoodie, some type of nice jacket, whatever. I like a drug dealer. Right, but see, the hoodie's a negative stereotype. I mean, wait, I, but there's times I came, I wore a suit. 
People thought I was going to court. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just, I just have that face. I just have that build where I just are like, I'm just that dude. When, well, imagine being in the projects, going to Catholic school, and I'm coming home in a suit every day. Yeah. I had a uniform. First through eighth grade, I had a school uniform. High school, we had to wear suits. Yeah. So imagine me coming home like that every day. You know how much flack I got? Because it's like in school, I'm getting, oh, you a thug, you live in the hood. I come home to the hood, oh, you think you better than everybody? Like, what? Like, I just go to school, fam. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm I'm wrong because I want to do better. I've had I've had women tell me over the phone, I sound white. And not because of the sound of my voice. Hold on, that's a negative stereotype right there, too. Yeah. If you speak a certain way, you sound like a white person. And I was like, so you so you basically telling me a black person can't sound intelligent. Not even intelligent, educated. Educated. And you and you make it seem like being educated is a bad thing. You know, so I, I just was always confused about that. Well, remember, we spoke about this a couple of days ago. Yeah. What percentage of people actually graduate college? Well, it's even less now. Well, no, the, the numbers that we looked at, about 34% of people in this country graduate from college, right? hmm But then when we looked at the low-income side of it, 18% of that group of people graduate college. So you're a rare, we're rare commodities from where we came from. Well, college but remember, people don't like what they don't understand. If you're different, people ain't gonna like you automatically because they don't understand. Thanks, and I, I'm completely aware of that. But even college has a negative stereotype. So people think you need college to be successful, and you don't. Well, but- see, there was a time where if you graduated college, mm-hmm. if you went for a job interview, you were automatically put into the managerial position. Yeah, that's true. But but ironically, when minorities, as we're classified, started getting those same degrees, mm-hmm. the standards dropped. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And I'm going to say not because there was too many eligible people. That was just pure racism. Facts. But why was it racism? Or because- matter of fact, first, give us the definition. Do you know what the definition of racism is? In my opinion, it's just another race of people who don't see another race of people as equals. Nope. No more to it than that. See, there's a reason why people of color in this country Mm -hmm. can't be racist. We can be prejudiced. We can be bigoted. But racism is a system of social, economic, and political oppression on a set group of people. When has the person of color in this country ever had the social, political, or economic power to oppress any other group of people? Mm-hmm. That's the definition of racism. Okay. No, I, I see your point. I definitely see your point when it comes to that. So when a Karen makes a phone call that a black man did something to her, the racist, the racist part about that is the social aspect of it. 
simply because this white woman said a black man did something to her, which he may not have actually done, he's automatically guilty. We've seen this on videos recently, time and time again. You know, that one woman that was in Victoria's Secret literally chasing the black woman around the store. Literally. Yeah, I saw the whole video. That was Literally true. assaulted her on camera. Mm. But when the cops got there, what'd they do? They didn't I arrest her. No, the co- I know. Then the cops showed up while she was recording. No, the cops showed up, though. Oh, I, He had I, the recording. They still I, didn't arrest her. They, they didn't arrest the black girl either, right? Nope. But had that been the other way around, Okay, that one, that black woman would have gone to jail. And that's well, we all know that because that's why she recorded in the first place. But see, the negative stereotype for us as a people is that we're bad. There's nothing necessarily good about us. We can't raise good homes. We don't earn money. We don't contribute to the society, which economically is so wrong. Because the black dollar might circulate at most for six hours in the community. Yeah. Which means we're spending money. Well, see, the funny thing is, and you're right about that, it's so bad to the point that it's even controversial for us to even date outside our race. You, you know, know the other races, you know. Date, so, yeah, marry, no. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like to other races. It's whatever, but it's like the fact that you're either you're black and you're not sticking to your black, that's like controversial in itself. And it shouldn't be. It's just human nature. It has no, it's like telling me to only date a black woman just because she's black is not a positive thing. Because what if she's not good for me? What if she's not to the person I want? Uh, again, it's not about color. But to just limit my preferences just off a of race? Well, see, that's something new. Because mm-hmm. remember, there was a time before the social media, the internet, that your only choices was what was in your demographic location. That was mm-hmm. all you had to pick from. You couldn't be in New York seriously trying to date somebody in California. Or date somebody that lived in New Jersey, let alone being in the Bronx and dating somebody from Brooklyn. True. You had to pick what was available to you in your general demographic area. Oh, I mean, trust me, I, I heard about it too. Like, you know, yo, why you keep dating these girls from the Bronx? I'm like, what's up being in the Bronx got to do anything? Oh, why can't you date a Brooklyn chick? Again, why you fo- like? It's like people just focus on the ex- external for some reason. Oh, Brooklyn, why you dating a security guard? Why you dating that there? It's like you're focused on shit that don't matter or makes a person. Right, but again, what you're talking about as far as your choices go mm-hmm. is something new. It wasn't a t- there's, there was a time when you didn't go outside your neighborhood. A you know, Bronx tale. If you've ever seen the movie, it's an amazing movie. No, I've seen Bronx Tale, like an old movie. I recommend anybody who's listening to check it out. But you got the Italian kid that was really digging the black girl. Italian men love black women. Facts. But at this point in time, I don't know. 
I mean, you know, you like what you like, and you should not condemn people for that. No, no, you know, you know Robert De Niro's wife is black. Yeah, no, I mean, he, well, his, his, I think the girl he's seeing now is Asian because he just been doing with, with his like black wife and shit. Yeah, but you know, celebrities, athletes, musicians—they're in a whole different category. Yeah, they move different because their lifestyle is different. But for your average man and woman out here, which is the majority of us, we really don't have that option of dating outside of your race, per se, because it's what's available to you in your neighborhood. In most neighborhoods, because we all group together somehow on some level, that's like a security thing. You're going to pick what's in your immediate environment. So... It's more like a social class thing. I don't know if it's a social class thing. It's it's just how how people group together. You know, you're familiar with like Asians are not gonna all of a sudden move out of Chinatown into the hood. Yeah. You know, uh Latinos are not all of a sudden gonna move up out of Spanish Harlem and move to Chinatown. You're going to move to where the people look like you, sound like you, and have services and goods that are catered to you. Mm. It's rare for people to move outside of what they know. That's just what it is. But see, there's something else that changes that dynamic. We went to college. We were exposed to different people. Different cultures. Yeah. So you started to get a different perspective on what life is. I mean, I've always said, you know, anybody out here, you ain't got to graduate college, but at least go away to college for just one year just to see what what it, what is what it's like. Well, speaking of that, back back to the college talk. Do you need college to become successful? No. So I'm not telling people not to go to college and you can still make your life because. I say you may not need college to become successful. It don't mean you don't need college to become successful because everybody's situation is different. So I'm not I'm not going to say college isn't useful, but college is no different from junior high school, pre-K, nothing like that, because schools only teach you to be an employee. They don't teach you to be a boss. They just teach you to no. follow directions and follow orders. Well... College really definitely doesn't do that. But you know what does teach you to do that? What? Trade schools. You go for HVAC, you go for plumbing, you go for electrician. Those are the types of jobs that teach you how to be a boss as you learn the trade. Mm -hmm. Because once you have that skill under your belt, do you really need to work for this company? No, you don't. Because you could be an independent contractor on your own. Exactly. But this is why they give benefits to most business owners and employees. Because business owners create jobs. They create wealth. They create housing. Yep. You just follow orders. Facts. Facts on facts. No, so... So the negative stereotype would definitely be that you need to go to college to be successful. Yeah. I think you only need to go to college if you're going for a specific line of work. Like you want to be a doctor 
or a lawyer or a nurse, mm-hmm. anything in the medical field or anything dealing with law, yeah, you got to go to college. No, most definitely. You know, but to be an accountant, you don't have to go to college. It'll mm-hmm. help. To be an accountant? Um, yeah. I think you do. I think JT nope. disagree with you on that one. Oh, he can disagree all day. But you don't have to go to college to become an accountant. And trust me, I looked that up. CPAs, you don't have to go to college. No, he's not a CPA. He's a financial advisor. Right. But see, even that. Trust me, there's a way around everything. You know what? Yeah, I, I can't. We should, we should have him on the show, yeah. <laughs> we should have him on the show. So we, like I said, to be an accountant, you don't yeah. have to go to college. Trust me, I looked it up. Because I looked it up because of you. Really? I looked up what's the difference between an accountant and a CPA. Do you have to be an accountant first to become a CPA? Mm-hmm. And no, you don't. And I was surprised because I thought you had to be an accountant first, then become a CPA. Mm-mm. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> now, maybe to be a financial advisor or, a matter of fact, you don't need to be College grad, uh, college graduates be a tax a tax um, writer to do taxes. Yeah. So if I can do taxes without becoming without a college degree, then I should be able to get certified to be an accountant without a degree. Because I mean, uh, and I'm just talking about tax prep. H&R Block, uh, Jackson Hewitt, usually around this time of the year, they're offering classes that you could take so that when January rolls around, you know how to prepare other people's taxes. True. And we talking about the simple form. You put it that way, then you don't need college for that. Then You just take a test, get certified, and boom. Now, maybe for the financial consultant, especially if you're a fiduciary, yeah, you probably, you might have to go to college. Yeah. But for the basic accounting stuff, nah. Because I took accounting in high school. It's easy. It's a pain in the ass. It's boring as hell. Yeah. Straight nerd stuff. But I tell people, look, if you're going to go to college, one of the best degrees you can go get is to become an accountant. So is is that a finance degree? What, an accountant? Yeah. No, it's, like, just, it's economics. Uh, no, it's accounting. Okay. You might want to know something about economics, but as long as there's money circulating in this country, if you're an accountant, there's always going to be work. Always. I mean, if, if it wasn't a, a, a lucrative line of work, why is it that the people that do taxes only work a quarter of the year to make the bulk of their money. Yeah. Now, maybe for the rest of the year, you pick up other um, people that need accounting service, accounting services. But the bulk of your work as an accountant mm-hmm. is going to be from January to April for the average person. Okay. Or January to March for business owners. Because you figure if there's, and I'm lowballing it, 
250 million people in this country, 5% unemployment rate. So that means rounded off, again, lowballing it, there's approximately 200 million people in this country that at one point in time during the year are going to need accounting services. Okay. So let's say out of that 200 million, half of them don't file taxes. That still leaves 100 million people that need accounting services. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because that's, that's something that's always going to be a need, not a want. So negative stereotype, I would definitely have to say is out there is accounting is a boring field. Yeah. Because anything, I mean, hell, you can say golf is boring, but golf can make millions of dollars. <laughs> so you play golf. Yeah. Golf ain't boring. Oh, no, tedious. I'm boring. <laughs> tedious, yeah, but it ain't boring. It's definitely a highly skilled game. So, we got anything else to contribute? Or is this should be it? Hold on, hold on. Another a negative stereotype for us. Soul food is unhealthy. I don't think so. It can be. Too much of anything is unhealthy. Facts. I said, but anything. Okay, but but hold on. Mm-hmm. Negative stereotype is that soul food is unhealthy. And I'm taking this back to back in the day. But Chinese food is healthy. I have not one time thought Chinese food was healthy. Why? Uh, MC, what is it? What's that shit called? MG? MSG? Monosodium glutamate? Yeah. Because of that. What is it, though? Isn't it salt? Mm, not really. It's a flavor enhancer. Okay. But yeah, I mean, if you want to think of healthy cuisines, I, I would think hibachi's healthy. You know, get your vegetables, your seafood, your meats. You yeah. Know. Plain. Not a whole lot of fatty sauces. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. go with that. I can go with that. Regular Chinese in the corner right there. That four chicken wing, beef fried rice. All the good stuff, the, the beef and broccoli. Like, well, you can look at how oily the rice is. Hey, that's my point. That's too much oil. And I want see, the thing that got me off of going to Chinese food spots. I mean, I still go. And this is in the hood. Yeah. I noticed that there was this big container, like a drum. And it used to be filled with rice. It's still like that. And they scoop out a certain amount and recook it. Yeah. I'm like, what the is healthy about that? I still see it to this very day. (laughs) Or how they got, you walk in and you see the chicken already fried on the side sitting there. Mm -hmm. And they refry it. They shouldn't call it uh, fried chicken and rice. They should call it refried chicken and rice. But yeah, he said refried chicken rice. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, technically it is. You're right. Refried chicken and rice. God damn. Yeah, let me get four chicken wings and refried chicken and rice. <laughs> that's what it be. Yeah. Uh okay, so a negative stereotype that we went over growing up in the hood. Women make better parents than men. Uh, black folk broke. 
Yeah, occupation, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're a security guard or something like that, you ain't shit. I remember one dude we kicked out. He said, yo, he said, you proud of yourself with your 15 hour job? I said, nigga, you wish I made fifteen dollars an hour with this. <laughs> like, come on, son. Like, you really think we out here doing this shit for fifteen dollars an hour? Yo, my first company I drove for, we I used to get that. I almost put it on this dude one night because he came out his neck like, yeah, with your 14 cents a mile making hats. I was like, what? I was like, where you got that from? Now, mind you, that is true that they were starting you off at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you saw my checks and I put my checks next to yours, you might have to take several seats, bro. Facts. <laughs> I'm training out here. I get all my miles. I'm pulling down 28 a week. <laughs> I ain't gonna put how much I make, but you know, it's <laughs> something like that. But you know, but see, basically, the, the the problem with stereotypes is it again based on the definition, it groups you into a category that you wouldn't want to be in, based on how that stereotype is looked at. I used to do that. I'm pretty sure we all did, but now. I don't want to look at stereotypes anymore. Like I just want to see people for people. And I know everybody has a story. And all I want to do is just listen. Yeah, see, and I think stereotypes only work as long as you stay within your general demographic, with your general location. Because yeah. once you start to move around, you start to realize that these stereotypes don't necessarily fit everybody. I honestly think stereotype is for the lazy. <laughs> and what it's I mean what? by that is for the lazy. Yeah. And, and here's what I mean by that. I'd rather just go by what you tell me about this person based on their background rather just finding out for myself. Because you can warn me about a person, but until I see that for myself, I can't just run with it like most people do. Right. Oh. Uh, but yeah, man. Then we passed the hour on here, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So what would you leave off with about stereotypes? I say when it comes to stereotypes, I say do your own homework before just running with what you've been told. Always be skeptical. Do your homework when it comes to anything and anybody. And be make the judgment for yourself instead of just repeating what's been told to you. Well, I would have to leave, but if you are basing or judging people based on a stereotype, your ass is dumb. Dumb diddy dumb dumb. <laughs> dumb diddy dumb dumb dumb. Dumb diddy dumb dumb. <laughs> because you're not willing to do the work to find out what's that, what that person or that group of people are really about. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times these stereotypes are developed or made to keep people in any group of people at a certain position or level, whether it be to uplift them or to bring them down. You know, so again, if you, if you relying on stereotypes to judge and classify people, you dumb diddy dumb. Thanks. And that's all I got to share about that for now. That's it people. That's the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. What are we going to do next week? We're going to do next week. I have no idea. <laughs> all right, all right. 
We'll surprise the audience. We shouldn't just continue announcing it every episode. We'll just All surprise right. them. All right. You Next week's going to be a surprise. I said, man, it's cool. Let's get canceled for a reason, man. We got to say some more outrageous shit. <laughs> In fact, indeed, indeed. Indeed, which is not hard in this day and age because every, I mean, take it for example. I'm gonna end this real quick. Look at Dave Chappelle's The Closer. Fire. Extremely fire. Look at it from front to back. Yeah, watch the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. And if you still offended by anything he says. Dealing with who? Oh, dealing with mainly transgender. The LGBT, LGBT elemental P groups? Yeah, yep. but mainly transgender people, not, not gay people. Listen to it from front to back. And if you can't hear him out, you're only hearing your side, then you're the problem. But don't you got to be gay first before you be transgender or lesbian before you become transgender? Ain't it like I a progression? No, I have no idea, bro. I'm a straight male. I don't have those problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have to agree with you on that. And yeah. I've actually heard and this was maybe two individuals that are part of that lifestyle. And they were like, we're not worried about Dave Chappelle. Matter of fact, we want him to make jokes about us because some of the shit we do is actually funny. Yeah, it's funny. Here's what I gotta say to people today in generation and cancer culture. Stop looking to be outraged on every little thing. If you got a disagreement, great. The fact that you got a disagreement means I want to talk to you more and find about your point of view. I ain't trying to, I ain't talking about separating people. It is enough powers that be out there trying to separate people. I'm trying to bring people together. And I'm going to have to hit that a little bit more raw, B. Fuck your feelings. Your feelings is your problem, your priority. You got to handle it. You got to deal with it. Stop putting how you feel on something on everybody else. Yeah. Because feelings, temporary. And stop thinking of how you feel is law because it's not. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing that scares me right now. Yeah. One stupid person that feels a certain way, that ain't a problem. But a bunch of stupid people that feel the same way, that's a problem. And then, then it turns to a movement. That's the problem. So, you know, with that being said, people, you know, just spread love, not war. There it is. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Later, y'all. Me being the chosen one was like a blessing and deception. City known for homicide, majority depression. Grinding in the gym so I could live through the recession. Real goons show me love because they could feel how I'm connected. Background of a street dude, mind of a scholar. Just to pop our collar, man, we climbing for the dollar. I mean it when I say it, bro, we started from the bottom. Childhood friends dropping like leaves in this autumn. Don't believe time is money. Money is time. When you focus, man, you look up and your money is fine. I'm from a city where your friend will put a gun in your mind. Cause you eating and they envy all that glory and shine. I swear to God it gets realer. A city full of killers, addicts walking around looking like the zombies off a thriller. It's sick and getting iller. That's why my skin thicken. Now you see why brothers want to get away. Grab a snicker. My mission took me to college where I picked up the knowledge and tried to stay away from violence inside. Escape the virus, divided my folks from tyrants. But I rise from that environment in my life. It was perfect timing. And my drive blew me up atomic. Um.